actual hockey question for you. Put yourself into the imaginary shoes of an NHL head coach and ask yourself if it'd be easier or harder to have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin in your working environment. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. We are, what is today, the 2nd? Today's September 2nd? Yeah, so we are 13 days away from rookie camp. I'm going to keep giving you that number because it just sounds like, you know, hockey's on the way. The Winnipeg Jets Twitter account, which I never checked, by the way, had one word in a tweet that went out yesterday and went completely viral. And it just said, hockey. And then the Dallas Stars retweeted it. And I think the Arizona Coyotes and some other teams and everything else. And it went berserk. But that's that's the way hockey fans are. I know you people. I Believe me. I know you well. I have grown up as one of you. Where you can, no matter how much you love other teams or other sports, there's just that one place in your heart for hockey. And I do mean heart. The head coach, the real head coach of your Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Sullivan, who's now going to be the head coach through the 2027 season, or at least he's got a contract that'll pay him for that long, is going to have his core for a good portion, you would think, of that contract. And I'm here to tell you, he is genuinely happy about this. I don't have to hear him say it. I don't have to speculate on it. I've been around the guy for a long time. I've been around the core guys that much longer. I know what their relationship is. I know how mutual the respect is. But I also know something else, and I've never really shared it on this show before, and I'm going to do it today. There's something specifically that Sullivan loves about never really having to police the room, so to speak. In fact, if you go way back in hockey, and again, I know who you are, you'll undoubtedly recall different stories about uh, cliques in a room, nationalities sticking together, not necessarily dealing with each other, questions about effort or motivation or even wanting to be in Pittsburgh. And yes, that's come up a couple of times, not the city, but the franchise whenever it was struggling, I don't know, 20 years ago. And for whatever else you want to say about the Penguins and the streak that they're on with these first round failures, the other streak that they're also continuing to ride, and this one's much, much better, is of the head coach almost never having to call out whether or not his team tried hard enough. He'll say we didn't have our legs. He'll say we didn't, uh, you know, have the focus that we needed or follow the game plan. But if you're looking over 82 regular season games, you're probably counting on two fingers the number of occasions where he says, 
man, that just wasn't good enough. I don't know what we were thinking. And he will invariably, and I believe correctly, credit the core guys for that. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Here's what Sullivan had to say on his call with reporters a couple days ago after signing the contract on this subject. There's still elite play in these guys. They've shown it year in and year out. I believe we have an opportunity to win again. I, I believe in these guys. I, I, I just think they're that good. They're that driven. Uh, and, and they're willing to put the work in to do what it takes. We understand how hard it is to win Stanley Cups. Uh, it's arguably the, the most difficult championship to win in pro sports. So we know what we're up against. We know the challenge in front of us. Uh, but but I, I just believe in these guys. I, I, I think they're they're just tremendous athletes. They have such high character and, and just their appetite to win is, and, and their willingness to put the work in, uh, for me, sets them apart from any other core group of players that I've ever been around. If some of those phrases sounded familiar, they should. He has a standard answer that he gives. More often than not, it's on the road. Uh, whenever you're especially going across Canada, you're going to get a lot of generalized questions about what's it like to have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and, you know, do they ever stop surprising you or other, you know, innocuous, harmless type questions like that. And he'll always come back with some version of what you just heard. But what I know to be additionally true is that Contrary to what might be the most common perception of such a situation, they make his job easier, not harder. And again, testing those of you who go way back and you'll remember even Mario Lemieux had a hard time or maybe the other way around with certain head coaches, especially earlier in his career before the team started having success. Yarmir Yager really had it in for Kevin Constantine, and that ended up being mutual as well. And you saw another player, coach, who's the leader? Why did they name him captain? And all of that uncomfortable dynamic that dilutes what you want slash need to become a contending team. The Penguins have been blessed on countless levels over the past couple of decades, but one that almost no one ever mentions, and again, that's why I'm doing this today, is that the leader of this hockey team, and hockey leaders always have to be in the room, is Sidney Patrick Crosby. And the other leaders, other guys who, whether it's piping up or just keeping things in line, are... Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. They're not wearing letters on their sweater for show. Gino, in particular, can, you know, space out at times on the ice, but you're not going to see him space out when it comes to a competitive spirit. And that's recognized and respected immensely in the room. Do you know how many headaches those guys solve for Sullivan by, in most cases, keeping those headaches from even getting to him? Do you know what it's like? You can't, but I'm asking, you know, we're having a fun dialogue here. 
for a head coach to enter a Stanley Cup playoff knowing that he's got guys, as you just heard him say, who've been there, who've done it, who've crossed through the barriers to win the Cup, not once, not twice, three times. It's a heck of a thing. It's an asset that can't be sufficiently quantified. When we come back, J1Q... Peter, who asked, contact sports have the inevitable injury or two, but the Penguins have had more than their fair share of that bug, and that's had a negative impact on the team for a few years now. What's the problem and how to fix it, or is it unavoidable? More often than not, Peter, anytime there's one injury, and then another, and especially if it's to prominent players because you have more people talking about it, you're going to attempt to find a pattern for it, uh, in part because, don't take this the wrong way, I think it's just human nature for a fan to be mad about someone getting hurt, especially if it happens on a recurring basis. What's up with that guy? He can't stay healthy. Never mind in, that in some events it'll be two or three totally different unrelated things that don't even have anything to do with what kind of conditioning you're in. For example, if you get hurt with, let's say, a hamstring pull, and it's just something that happens through, you know, skating hard, then you probably didn't do enough to prepare yourself, whether it's through stretching, through strengthening, through hydration, and you're going to be culpable for that. If someone shoots a hockey puck at you and cracks your eye socket, guess what? You know, there's not a player who ever lived who would have been able to withstand that and report for the duty at the rink the next morning. It's just, you know, but you'll have people that not only connect one individual's injuries to the rest, but you'll even hear oh, this guy and this guy and this guy got hurt, and therefore the Penguins' athletic training staff or their medical people aren't doing enough to protect the team, or Mike Sullivan's system, that's one of my favorites, I've heard this one as well, that Mike Sullivan's system puts them in jeopardy because they have to play with so much speed or forecheck or whatever. Listen, you hit the nail on the head right at the beginning of that entry, It's contact sports, and this in particular is not only the world's fastest game, but it's among the world's most physical games. Now, that said, go ahead and take every single syllable I just spoke and sweep it off to the side, because the Penguins actually do get more injured than any other team. And it hasn't been true for a year or two. It's been true, as you said, for years. It actually goes back longer than a full decade. The Penguins over the past 10 years have lost more man games to injury than any other. And if you want to get into the deeper analytics on that, and yes, there are analytics for this, the Penguins have lost more valuable man games than any other team. Meaning, if you lose some fourth-line slug for five months, 
it still goes down as the same man game injury lost by Crosby, Malkin, or Latang. Well, there are methods for measuring if you lose a good player or a great player, because that obviously hurts a heck of a lot more. And the Penguins are number one in both of these categories. Why? Well, the easy answer to this is, I have no idea, okay? But I'm going to instead give you a hard answer, and that's to look forward. And I'm going to make the case. I've made this one before, but this is a fine, fine spot to reiterate it, that this head coach and this core and this overall management team need to at least consider the concept of resting star players for X number of games over the course of the regular season schedule. When I say star players, I, of course, mean the older guys. I'm not resting Jake Gensel. I'm not resting Brian Rust. But I am resting, if I'm the head coach, Sid, Gino, Tanger, Jeff Carter. As long as, obviously, I feel that the team can continue to compete and contend and get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't particularly care, never do, what their seeding is. Go back over the Penguins championship history to see why. I just care that they get in, and I care further that they get in in the best possible shape that they can be in. Be the pioneer here. Be the team that rises above the rest and says, listen, we don't care what the hockey culture says. We actually, in this case, don't even really care what Sid says, and Sid's not going to want to miss a game when he's healthy. We are going to do this because we feel we have a special circumstance here. We feel that we have an older group that is still capable of competing for the cup and we're going to prove it to you we don't care what you think of our methods and we definitely don't care what you think of us showing up in your city and sitting sid because you know our fans back in pittsburgh are the ones that pay the money and he's going to play in all the home games i appreciate the question (laughs) i hope you appreciate the detour i took there i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of penguins we'll do another one of these monday You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.